You're listening to the Audacious Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at our Manchester campus. We know this is a great investment into your life. So tune in, listen up and stay focused. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. Today's message is about one of the F's, faith. We are people of faith. And faith undergirds all of the other F's on that list and any other F's that you can think of or any other words that you want to kind of sort of say is a significant part of your life. Faith undergirds it all. And so today we're going to focus on faith. I want you to put the journal like that. I want you to put the other hand on it. And we're going to pray that God will speak to us in January of 2024. Heavenly Father, we commit to hearing your voice. Thank you that you are always speaking. You're always working. You are busy transforming our lives. Thank you for the transformational work that you began. Thank you that you will continue to do it and you will complete it in Jesus' name. Would you speak to us, every single one of us, in Manchester and Geneva and anywhere else where people are are centering their lives around your word, would you speak to us and that we would have the best year we've ever had to date in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You can take your seats. On this table up here or around here is a table full of cliches. It's January. Of course, we're going to preach a series called Refresh or renew, or ready, steady, go, or something like that. Every January, we're like, how can we come up with another title to say the same thing, which is that this is an opportunity for God to work in your life. So here we have the the New Year's resolution table. Stand to your feet if you're willing. If you are someone who has decided in 2024, you are going to do some exercise. Same, oh, okay, good, yes, yes, one or two people. Now, all the other people who are sitting down are already doing some exercise and they don't even, you know, no, don't sit down yet. Stand back up to your feet. Come on, you've decided this is the year you're going to get fit. Right now, look at these people and ask them in a month. How's it going? I was talking to Ben this morning, Ben Ward. He was saying his gym has been so busy this week full of you guys who've decided this is the year. AJ, I'm going to ask you, bro, like, how's it going? What are you going to do? Run? Swim? Chill? Okay, good. No, he didn't say that. He didn't say that. You can take your seats. All right. Stand to your feet if you are going to read the, the Bible in 2024. You've decided you're going to read the Word of God. And if you remain seated... We know it's because you already are in the habit. And and these are the unholy ones who are standing, who've decided, all right, I've tried everything else. I'm going to try the Bible. All right, you can take your seats. Some of you have decided you're going to travel in 2024. You're going to see the world. Some of you have decided, five guys is off. (laughs) Granny Smith is on. You're going to eat healthy. In 2024, I, I, in the last service, 
This next one, I didn't think anyone would stand, but somebody did, so I'm going to go for it. This is a ring. If 2024 is your year and you've got the courage, then why don't you stand to your feet right now? There was one in the nine. Yes! Wow. You gonna do it on a Sunday? Hey? You heard it here first, guys. A friend of mine, his name's Elliot, he asked his, uh, fian- uh, his girlfriend to marry him on stage at a youth conference. Like the lamest pro- proposal e- ever. There you go. That's what people do these days. Brilliant. Uh, Simi, I think I've got your ring stuck on my finger. So it doesn't mean anything. I'm just saying it's on my finger. <laughs> it's just a. It's okay, I got it off, I got it off. I need it for the next service though. Reason I got all this stuff up here is because it's a massive cliche, hey. January, new start, join a gym, you know, all of that stuff. And while I knew you would roll your eyes, some of you, at this idea of a series called Refresh in 2024, I wanted to ask you if you would try with me to not miss the power that's hidden in the cliche. The reason why cliches are so annoying is because they're true. We all know we should be perhaps trying to be a little bit more healthy. And we all know we will maybe even have an attempt. And some of us know that we perhaps won't stick to it. This week or a couple of weeks ago, actually, I saw someone uh, posting on social media about a habit they'd started in lockdown. They were, you know, they'd been doing the language thing, Duolingo, and they were like, you know, shout out to anyone who's still going. Anyone start anything in lockdown that you're still doing? Chilling out doesn't count. That's, that's not a goal. That's just like a thing that we did then and now we're like, yeah, we can do this more. Anyone start anything in lockdown? No, well, see, it's a cliche, right? We know that we have this kind of restarts in September or January or April or whatever it is for you, but I really wanted you to understand the power of this moment. That we're believing as, an, as a church, audacious church, the 2024, pause. We said this about 2023, I know. But the Bible says His mercies are new every morning. So you can actually say this every day. You can actually say every day, today has the potential to be a breakthrough day, a good day, a day of change, a day of transformation. And so we unapologetically, and you can roll your eyes at me and I will roll them straight back to you because we are saying that 2024 is going to be the greatest year of the life of our church, of your life as a family, as you as an individual. God wants to do something in your life in 2024. And I understand that we can kind of be cynical and roll our eyes, but don't miss the power of what God wants to do. So I'm focusing on faith today. And I wanted to uh, share with you eight ways to refresh your faith. Eight ways to refresh your faith. Is that okay? We've got 18 minutes and we're gonna get through them. No problem. I want you to use your journal to write notes on this sermon, so the first page has got faith at the top of it, and it's got these eight things that I'm challenging you. We're believing together God is gonna use to refresh your faith 
in 2024. The first one is to make a change. Make a change. Now, do something different. We know that there is such a thing as doing the right thing long enough. We believe in faithfulness. It is a fruit of the Spirit. And I'm not dismissing it, but I wanna talk to people who are believing Isaiah 43, 19 is a prophetic word for you in January, where it says, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? In other words, it's possible to miss it, but we don't wanna miss it. I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. God wants to do something new in your life in 2024. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. The key verse for this series, and we're gonna refer to it next week and the week after when we're talking about family and fitness and finance and friends. The key verse is this. It's found in Luke chapter five. This is a a parable. These are stories that Jesus would tell to make a point. They would be like, modern day movies in that sense. We, we use kind of movies and things like that to tell a story that makes a point. Jesus was like this traveling raconteur, which is like a kind of ancient storyteller. And he would go around and tell these stories. And this is just one line or two lines out of one of those parables or illustrations. Luke 5, starting at verse 37 says this, no one pours new wine into old Wine skins. Otherwise, the new wine will burst the skin and the wine will run out and the wine skins will be ruined. In other words, you lose both. No, new wine must be poured into new wine skins. This is like a, a little mini wine skin that we got up here. And imagine this, but much bigger. And Jesus is using this illustration because at that time in human history in that part of the world, they would store wine in animal skins. And the way that the process that was involved in making wine was fermentation, basically leaving it alone for long enough in a concealed space for it to become wine. Okay, and so they would take the juice and they would pour it into a skin like this, but then during the fermenting process, the fermentation, there would be all sorts of gases that are released and different things happening as it turned from just juice into wine. And there was increase. It went from what it was to something more and the skin needed to grow with it. And that's why they use skins and nothing else because this animal skins had the potential to stretch, to change, to be flexible and to be able to grow with the process. The problem is if you use an old wine skin that's already been through the process, its ability to be flexible and, and, and grow with the, the gases and the, the process had already happened and there was no more potential left for it to happen. So you would fill that skin to capacity with juice, but there would be nowhere for it to go. And the process would end up losing both the wine and the skin. So now Jesus is saying, if you wanna receive or experience something new, then you're gonna have to put it, contain it, receive it in a new way. Because the skin that's not been stretched before, that's not been used before, actually has the potential to receive 
the new process and grow with the new process and pivot and change and actually get to the end of the process containing something really special, really unique, a one-off. That's what God wants to do in your life. But you can't do that unless you're willing to do something different. My voice just broke. (laughs) To do something different, guys. Do something different. If you want to refresh your faith in 2024, we dare you to do something different. It doesn't have to be different as in no one's ever done it. It has to be different as in I've never done it. Not Paul, I'm speaking as as I'm you. You have never done this. You've never stepped out in faith and tested God in the way that Vicky was teaching us earlier on. Sorry, Victoria, Sunday name, forgive me. Uh, You know, like you may have never done that before and it may be a stretch and it may be uncomfortable and it may be unfamiliar, but if you wanna receive something new, then you're gonna have to do something new. Do something different. Write that down as number one in your journal. Number two, if you wanna refresh your faith in 2024, then I wanna talk to you about the power of intention. In other words, make a plan. Don't just hope, don't just cross your spiritual fingers and and, and hope that God does it all. Actually make a plan and go and do it. That's what this stuff up here represents. The good side of this is like not just someone saying, I'm going to exercise. It's actually, I'm going to invest. I'm going to buy a gym membership. I'm going to buy an exercise bike or whatever it is. And therefore, I stand a much better chance of achieving the goal than saying, I'm going to do that horizontal on the couch. Something's got to be planned and made a difference. Buy the instrument. Invest, do something different and make a plan. Psalm 90 verse 12 says this, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. What a curious, like ancient, like expression. I love the Bible because it says these phrases and we know them, some of us, but like kind of speaks to me about this idea, like to number your day, it's like, it's like, day number one and then day number two is different to number one it's like a almost like a plan it's like getting to the end of the day and go right that was day number two this is what happened tomorrow is day number three and we're gonna you know what I'm saying there's some intention about that verse in Psalm Psalms where it says teach us to number our days that we can gain a heart where we can grow we can learn something and do something different every year for the last five years, I've made a plan to read the whole Bible in a year. Now that's not necessarily breathtaking for you or or something new, but I know because I made a plan and I stuck to the plan that I have read every single word in the Bible at least five times. Now I was reading my Bible before that, but what I'm saying to you is, I definitely have read all of the Bible cover to cover at least five times because I made a plan and I stuck to the plan. And so I was thinking about this and I was talking to the team and I just wanted to invite any of you who are part of Audacious Church to do that with me this year. Now it's the 8th of January tomorrow and you're thinking, well, we should have started a week ago, but I found a plan that we can start tomorrow and it finishes on the 30th of December and then New Year's Eve, we can just chill. No, 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 we'll read something different, it's fine. No, not a different book, I mean, 
Okay, shut up. You know what I'm saying? I need a drink. Okay, good. So, um, the QR code on the back of the seat in front of you, if you take your phone out, scan that, it will take you to our link tree, which is like a list of different links. The top one says, what does it say? Bible in a year? Bible reading plan is what it says. If you click that, it will open the YouVersion app if you have it on your phone. If not, it will take you to that on, on your internet browser. And you can join this plan. There's 197 spaces. There's now 150 spaces left. You can do your own plan. You can do a plan with your mates. You can do a plan with your small group. What I'm saying is make a plan. Decide now that you're gonna read the Word of God, come up with a plan and stick to it. The good thing about doing it with someone else means you can, you can hold each other to account for it. There's a little bit at the end when you've read the kind of chapters for the day, there's a little bit where you can make a comment and you can say, hey, really, I read it too. This is awesome. And I probably won't reply, but um, you know, we'll all be doing it together or at least 200 of us will be. And I would challenge everybody in the church, why don't you try and do that this year? Why don't you as a family or as a couple or as an individual decide, I'm gonna go to church every Sunday. I dare you. I dare you to build that habit into your life. Decide now in faith so that in June, when you want a barbecue, you can say, I'll have a barbecue after I've been to church because I decided in January that that's what we were gonna do. We're gonna go to church every Sunday. Yeah, but we had a late night last night. Yeah, but we're gonna go to church. Yeah, but we're in this part of the country and we're travelling back. Well, we're gonna race back for the 5.30. We're gonna do something that says, I'm going to church every Sunday. COVID does not define how often I go to church. You know, the world changing COVID. People now go once a month or every two weeks. Not in this church, because we're not decided what we are or how we behave by a disease. We're decided by the, by the faith that's in us. We're not of those that shrink back. We're those that are full of faith and we believe. So make a, plan, make a plan to join a small group. Last term, we were hammering this, weren't we? Join a small group, join a small group. In fact, it is the mantra of our church, join a small group. And this January, we're starting 17 new small groups because last term, somebody said, I'm gonna join or I'm gonna lead or I'm gonna host a small group. And so now we've got all these new small groups starting. That means a greater chance for you to join a small group. Go to the info point, which is through the doors on the left and turn left. Look at the map on the wall and say, get me a small group and we will sort you out. Number three, number three of eight. If you wanna refresh your faith in 2024, take a risk. Oh, there's something about needing Jesus that will increase your faith. My mate, Kieran, over here and his family, you can talk to them afterwards. But in the last, what, seven days, 10 days, they have needed God and their faith has gone. Yep. When you need God, your faith just starts to grow because it's all you've got. Am I right, Kieran? Something beautiful about the power of a testimony of somebody who stood, uh, who stepped out in faith and their faith then increased. The heroes of the Bible, Daniel, David, 
Noah, Jonah, Joseph, they were all people who needed God to show up. You need God as you're being lowered into a lion's den. I'm milking a cow, I don't know what that means. You need God as you're being swallowed by a fish. You need God while a nine foot giant is running towards you with a spear twice the size of you. You need God. So I dare you to, to, to go, I dare you to go on a mission this year. I was talking with Steve and Jenny Webster earlier after the last service. And Jenny was saying to me, what the, the take a risk thing for her was last year, she went on a mission an audacious mission overseas or wherever it was, a short-term trip where you have to put your faith in action. You have to put your faith on the line. Nothing's gonna grow your faith like that. There is something else. Take a risk. Number four, invest in others. If you want to refresh your faith in 2024, take your eyes off yourself and invest in somebody else. Number five, Die to yourself. Die to yourself. GCSE drama, a little pause there for dramatic effect. You know, I feel like there's some people in church this morning and you're holding on to something. You've been fighting something in 2023 and God says, would you just let it go? Would you just die to that? Just, just put it down. I said on New Year's Eve, when we took our first fruits offering, I quoted from the Gospel of John, where Jesus says, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the ground and dies, one version says, then it remains but a single seed. This is a church of multiple seed people. You're not a single seed. There's more to you than just you. There's more to you than what you've currently experienced. There is a harvest of transformation that is attached to you as a person that will not just transform you, but it will spill out over and it will transform the world around you. But sometimes we're holding on to and we just need to die. We just need to say that. What do you think it feels like to the seed when it's put into the dark, damp soil? It feels like the end but it is not the end. It is the start of something greater. And that is what God wants to do in some of you in our church. Number five, six, 10, 12, B, C, X. If you want to refresh your faith in 2024, appreciate, don't just enjoy. Just want to throw back to Pastor Joel's brilliant message from last Sunday. He preached, forget not all his benefits. And I've been thinking about that verse from Psalm 103 that he used last week, all week. And God began to, began to show me the difference between enjoying your life and appreciating your life. Some of you know how to enjoy your life, but you don't know how to appreciate your life. And that is not something that happens by accident. It is a choice. Next time you go for a coffee, don't just enjoy it, appreciate it. If you sat there and you got a big, you know, whatever, fripper, frapper, whatever, coffee in front of you, don't just enjoy it. Take a moment to appreciate that somebody took you for a coffee and they bought you that coffee. And if you're by yourself, 
Thank God that you had some money, albeit £6.79 or whatever it is, that you could buy a coffee. And if it's an instant coffee that someone has made you at their house, don't be like, oh, I only drink AeroPress. No, no, you say, thank you so much, God, that you gave me a friend that was willing to invite me to their house. And for whatever they like, this is the best thing they've got. And you will receive, that's called appreciating it. I want you to eat a meal this year and don't just enjoy it, appreciate it. Come on, beans, Heinz, 57 varieties. Heinz beans, bird's eye potato waffles. They're waffly versatile. (laughs) On a plate, lovingly prepared by someone is worth taking a moment to appreciate. Yes, Michelin staff food is also good. But what I'm saying is it's not about the thing that you're enjoying. It's about taking the time to appreciate the fact that God is in your life and providing for you whatever it may be. I want the the worship team to come and join me because we've just got a couple left. I don't know if I've missed some out or what, but we're going. I want to pray for you tonight in our 5.30 service about this next point. Because if you wanna refresh your faith in 2024, then you're gonna have to allow the Holy Spirit to heal you, to heal you and move on. I'm not dismissing the pain or the hurt in your life. And if you're part of our church, you know that I talk about this on a regular basis because a lot of conversations that I have with people involve pain and the ability or lack of ability to, to move on from something painful that happened. Last year in October, we did a preaching series called Own It. I don't know if you remember, we do it every year actually, and it was on the run-up to our Vision Sunday. And part of that series, I preached a message called Own Your Capacity. I had Yorkshire puddings on stage, I don't know if you remember. Well, around that time, I was talking to some friends, some There's a group of like 15, 20 pastors that lead churches in Greater Manchester. And a friend of mine, his name's Paul. He leads Victory Outreach Church just over, I don't know where it is. Somewhere. And I was chatting with him and he said, "I, I wonder if you've ever seen something that I've seen, which is the connection between capacity and a wound like the limiting nature of a wound on a person's capacity. And it set me off on this thinking and I wanna show you something. This bottle here has a, <clears throat> a two litre capacity. It had a label on, we've removed it so you can see it a bit better. This is a two litre bottle, that's its capacity. But if I was to take a knife and I was to, oh what, you've got like a child, oh, I thought I had a child lock on it, I was never gonna open it. I was to take a knife and I was to cause a wound in this bottle, then even though it's the same size that it was, its capacity will always shrink to the level of the wound. And you can pour as much as you want into this bottle, but over time, while there is a wound, It'll always be limited to that level. God wants you to know 
that your potential is so great. And yet, if you won't allow the Holy Spirit to heal your hurt, you will always come back. Come on, how many, how many, how many New Year's Eves are we going to go through where we say, okay, okay, I know we didn't do it this year, like next year. How, how many times are we going to say, I never seem to have enough money? I got just enough money for the month, or maybe not quite enough sometimes. How often are we going to say, ah, oh, another relationship? I'm just rubbish at relationships. I just, I just can't. Listen, your potential is so great. You have to allow the Holy Spirit to heal you because if this was healed with some tape or some kind of solution, then we could take the lid off and we could pour in here and it would not only fill to the top, but eventually it would start to overflow. And you got people in your life who are inspirational to you and they seem to live in the overflow. They seem to live in a way that you're just like, I, that's not what it's like for me. It's not because they don't have wounds. It's not because they don't have pain. And I'm not dismissing yours or making it sound less than it is because other people have it. I'm just saying there's nobody without scars, either physical or emotional. We, we've got scars. And they can either be a limiting factor in your life or they can be like a, like a monument, like a, like a moment that says, thank God that He is faithful. Thank God that that could have took me out, but it didn't. Thank God that that could have destroyed me and, and made my life not worth living, but it didn't because the Holy Spirit and we can relegate the responsibility for that healing to, you know, maybe a change of circumstances or if someone else apologises. And I understand the power of those things. But just you, in the presence of God, you can get healing and you can move on. Thank you for listening to this Audacious podcast. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. 